And so I, I think it's a pretty uh, impactful partnership to have adult services such as, as VR working with schools and transition programs like Westmoreland. This is Josh. And this is Nicole. And you're listening to the Oregon Transition Podcast. Brought to you by the TTAN, the Transition Technical Assistance Network and professionals across the state. We've got you covered from Portland to Ontario, from Hood River to Klamath Falls, from Seaside to Burns, and everywhere in between. Hey, Nicole, good to see you on Zoom again. Hey, Josh, good to see you as well. And it looks like this week's episode is all about teamwork. Because with teamwork, it makes the dream work. That is correct. In this episode, we'll be talking to all the folks at Lane ESD to see how their program has been moving forward successfully with their teamwork. We're going to focus on the collaboration between vocational rehabilitation and the school program. And this podcast is going to be a little different. Normally, when we do podcasts, we talk to one person or one program for a couple of minutes, and we have segments. This podcast, you're going to hear several different voices. And we did it this way to show you teamwork. You're going to meet the VR counselor, the teachers and administrator of the transition program, the Youth Transition Program Specialist, and one of the managers of the County Developmental Disability Program. See how they all work together. Because, you know, it's important to understand that there is no I in team. But there's an I in Win, and we're going to talk to Tegan Win, who's one of the transition teachers at Westmoreland, and she's going to talk about a success story. So I have a student who, you know, with the help of Leslie and Ruth, has had a success recently he started my classroom and I had him for three years and in the program we practiced a lot of vocational skills he had work experiences in the community that he went to Um, and I think starting in his second year in our program we started having meetings a yearly meeting with Ruth from Voc Rehab we'd invite his DD worker with the county. We had Leslie, our white TP specialist, myself, his transition teacher, and then the student, sorry, and his family. And having all those players at the table from all the different agencies and the school together really helped to make this cohesive plan for when he did graduate from school. So we met in his second year just to kind of start talking about what options are out there and then you know educate the family share information with them and then in his third year the second time we met in this capacity we were you know able to set a plan in action and each of the agencies voc rehab dd the school the family all knew what you know who had to do what to make this plan work for the students so he went to project search Ruth reported he did a fabulous job there, and he recently just finished up amidst all this COVID craziness um, and now has a manufacturing job. What a fantastic success that came out of the teamwork out of Westmoreland with their vocational rehabilitation counselor. Josh, what goes into making this collaboration work? We need to have collaboration. Westmoreland is a transition program that's run out of Lane ESD in Eugene, Oregon. They have about 45 students that attend the program. All the students are 18 to 21. 
and many of the students experience an intellectual or developmental disability. There are four teachers and one youth transition program specialist at Westmoreland, as well as many instructional assistants. In addition to the school program, students may receive services through the County Developmental Disabilities Program, or brokerage, and vocational rehabilitation. And it seems like there's a lot of different parts to this team. How does it all work? It's a good question, and for every student it's individualized, and that's where we rely very, very heavily on this, the, the teacher's intimate knowledge of what that student's um, skills and abilities are. We rely heavily on them to develop instruction that's individualized to make sense on how they teach those skills. We rely on the instructional aids to follow that through. That was Ruth Johnson, who's the vocational rehabilitation counselor in the Eugene office that serves the Westmoreland Transition Program. Ruth is one of the main components of this team that has been working together over the past few years. And it's an established team, but that can be a hard thing to find. What's the best way to start one of these teams, Josh? I asked Ruth that question. And so we spent the better part of the first year learning each other's language. Voc Rehab me learning the school language and what they were working on with their students as far as how they were assessing their work experience sites and how they were being described. And then the school, the teachers and their employment facilitator who was hired specifically to work with me and the students at the school so that when we gathered the information about the students that they were already doing with through their work experiences that that we had a shared language once you've established a working relationship with your team members then you can see how students benefit from everyone working together i think that gave us a really good opportunity to talk about what does independence look like what does job coaching look like versus having an instructional aid be with a student at a job site. Because the information that I think was what was being captured is that from an instructional aid's perspective, or maybe from a teacher's perspective, the student was independent. But from an actual work site, doing a job and, and learning to do the job either with queuing or doing their own list, they weren't independent. I had that same experience when I was a transition teacher. I had students who I felt were independent in our work sites or in our classroom, but maybe didn't generalize. I didn't have the same definition of independence as the voc rehab counselor I was working with. And as a job developer, I too ran into that language barrier. I didn't realize that there was a lot being done in classrooms that was applicable to the workplace. It wasn't until I joined a team myself that I realized the importance. And it, you know, the next step that Westmoreland took after learning the language is an important one. And that was creating documents that everybody understood. And everyone can use to share information. From there, we developed the vocational profile that uses the same domain languages that Voc Rehab uses with regard to interpersonal skills and mobility and communication, work skills, those sorts of assessment tools. And so that when the um, information is relayed from the work experience site that the student is going to, we can capture it on the vocational profile. When that student is ready to apply for Voc Rehab, we have that information and it all flows smoothly from the school to me. Communication is an important foundation for any team. Once you have that communication, you're able to deepen the relationship you have with your team members. Our partnership is really strong right now. 
Um, we have a great relationship with our VR counselor, Ruth, who's assigned to our campus. And since we have such great communication, our students get put on VR's radar much sooner. We have monthly meetings with Ruth, our VR counselor, and as well as Leslie, our YTP specialist, our teachers, and our students and our families. So each year we discuss um, pathways for students. It, is, it has shifted the students' focus um, towards post-school outcomes and what is the employment options for them. It has helped move the, the conversation with our families forward, um, helping families understand that there are other options for their, their student and, and for their child to, to be able to get into competitive employment and have successful outcomes for, them, for themselves and have a higher level of independence than our families and our students initially thought possible. The first voice you heard was Sarah Apker, who is another teacher in the Westmoreland School. The second voice was Justin Radabaugh, who is their program administrators. As you can see, both highly value the relationship with Voc Rehab. And both spoke to the teamwork's contributions towards student successes, as well as how families are beginning to engage in that same work with students. Let's hear from Ruth about how family engagement works on her end of the team. And so what we decided to do as a group at the school is to start meeting with the incoming students, those that were in the first parts of their program and their families, to talk about what the, the purpose of the transition program is. And as to, if we're looking at employment, maybe in the first year, students are going to be doing things on campus. They're going to be doing maybe some career exploration. Maybe they're just going to be working on soft skills, those sorts of things. They're going to be introduced to the concept of work. We talked to the parents that maybe in the second year, students are going to be starting to go out and do work experiences in the community if they're able to do so and just be exposed to a lot of different jobs. And then in the third year, by then we should have a really good handle on what that student's interests are and we see if we can be looking for very specific um, individualized work experiences that they can practice those skills, um, gain some more experience toward a work goal that has made sense for them along the way. And all along the way, what we're doing first year, second second year, third year, is we're getting the families and students to really internalize the idea that if they want to work, then this is the program that's going to help them do it, and that there are supports available in the community that can help them along the way. Ruth is looped into a lot of our emails that we send out. Ruth is included in those and she's invited to our IEP meetings. So she's attending those and she's meeting the students and the families long before they come to her office for an intake. Gives us opportunity to reflect on what actually worked and how to maybe facilitate that coming into the, into the new students in the new year. And that's, that's that you know continuity piece. That was Tegan Wynn again, along with Cindy Evans, who are both teachers in the Westmoreland Transition Program. I have to say, I love that they are meeting with families early in students' first year of the program to introduce vocational rehabilitation services. So we've heard from an administrator, we've heard from teachers, we've heard from a vocational rehabilitation counselor. Who else is part of this team? We are so fortunate to have Leslie Cooley also, who's been in um, special ed for 30 years. My name is Leslie Cooley and I am the YTP specialist. 
I asked Leslie, what was her role prior to the governor's stay-at-home order? Um, normally I have students out in um, work experience sites and I either am setting up a new site or I am following along with students in a site, um, making sure that they're, you know, some of the, they're working on some of the pre-ets, that they're showing up at work on time. I'm, sometimes I do the coaching, sometimes I do the training with them on their site. I actually do the setup of the new work experience sites. I go out in the community and search for sites. Leslie has done an incredible job developing student work experiences where students are exposed to many different jobs. And the thing that I find is really unique about this team is that the importance of the work experience is transferable when going and looking at, at the next step, which is VR. That isn't always the case in every school. So to see the collaboration on that level of seeing what happens in school be transferred to VR, which is then transferred to long-term employment, is pretty inspiring. Let's hear from Ruth on her perspective on work experience. It has evolved to be from high school through that process of discovering what work is, being exposed to different jobs, finding out what the student likes, what they don't like, what works, where their where their interests are, where they're where they don't have an interest, and then and then taking that information, putting that into a plan for, for job coaching, and then gathering all that information so that when they're done with their program, by the time they're done with their third year, that we have a really good picture of what that student, where they might go. We kind of have a basic outline for each job site that we, the students are with what the goal is of the skills that they're going to be learning from that particular site, whether it's site where they're doing uh, maintenance work or whether it's a site where they're doing baking. So each site has a different goal set of what they're learning there. But they also all have the same, which we pair with VR, is you know, do they show up to work on time? You know, how long do they work? Because that's what Voc Rehab is looking for is, is, you know, how long can they work? Can they show up on time? Can they take a break on time? You know, with how much structure do they need within their job? So we take the data that we're getting from the skills they're learning that goes to the teacher. And then we, we relay it to Ruth what work they need with those basic skills of showing up for a job. Leslie just spoke of the importance of using a common language. When Leslie and the other teachers are tracking progress on the work site, they are tracking domains that Ruth needs to write her individual plans of employment. And work experience isn't the only attribute that students are learning in school that can be transferred to vocational rehabilitation. We want to make sure that we're teaching students to be independent and that, we're, and that they're learning those skills, those soft skills um, on time management, that they're learning soft skills on being proactive, you know, that they, that they are self-motivated. What does that look like? And so how do, we, how do we go about teaching those skills too so that we're not continually cueing them? Um, I tell students and I tell my clients all the time, nobody wants to be micromanaged on a job. Nobody does. Nobody feels good if someone's telling them what to do all the time. And so the best thing that we can do is try to teach those skills to, to, to the best that we can to every student before they're in the work site. For this partnership to be successful for students, the team needs time to collaborate. 
think what we have now is a really good working relationship where we're able to bounce ideas off one another. We can talk about specific students and what what sort of work experiences might work. We work together as a team to make sure that the students are um, have their all of their IDs ready or that they have their affiliation with uh, ODDS all all finalized. We work as a team to make sure that we can get the service coordinators and PAs to our meetings. We there I probably have on any given week at this point I get an email or two from from any of the staff at the school so that we can really provide that support under a not just the student but if the whole family if we know that the family needs extra support getting documents in or if we know the the service coordinator needs a um, a reminder to send a referral into voc rehab we can work as a team to get a lot of things done and that has been i think it's been really hugely successful for me to have that kind of support but I, and i and i think that the the teachers and the staff also feel feel that as well. These meetings support the alignment of goals in the Individual Education Program, or IEP, written by schools, and the Individualized Plan for Employment, or IPE, written by Vocational Rehabilitation. If the student receives services through the County Developmental Disabilities Program, or brokerage, these meetings will also help align their individual support plan or ISP goals. Well, bringing it into our meetings so that we can integrate that into our IEPs, absolutely. Oh. I know for me as a teacher, um, she keeps in contact with the students that are graduating in a way that parents feel more supported, that they don't just have us, but they also have this other connection. And I think, I think that necessity to create some sort of support for that family outside of us becomes important, you know, as our kids graduate. So it's really... Um, helped in that in developing that relationship and, and connecting the dots. <laughs> that was Cindy Evans, who you heard from earlier, talking again about how this collaboration positively influences families as they're preparing their students to move from student life to adult life. So this collaboration is happening monthly. Every month, the teachers, the YTP specialists, and Ruth get together to staff students, talk about work experience, and talk about where students' progresses are at. They're not the only ones that come to this meeting. Staff from Developmental Disabilities is also there. Here's Josh Hartley, who is the Transition Team Manager at Lane County Developmental Disability Services, talking about this collaboration. You know, I think, I think what's been helpful with this collaboration and having this group as we know, case management changes quite frequently. We lose contact of who those those support people are to, to get meetings set up and to get you know contacts with. And I think I think having this ability to just kind of have a point person that we can all reach out to when we have questions or we need to connect, um, whether that's Ruth emailing saying, "Hey, we need to get an intake for this person. I can't get a hold of anybody." I think that that piece is important, and just you know making sure that people are part of the IEP meeting and, and uh, that we're all, you know, working together for the same goal, which is the, to help these kids transition out of these programs with, you know, hopefully some employment skills or even a job. These students have an amazing staff of teachers around them, both, both of the schools that I'm familiar with, but I imagine that's the case for most of the transition, well, all of the transition programs, who am I kidding, all of them. 
they do great work. They're familiar with the students. They're familiar with the student needs. They've watched these students grow. They are they understand what their what what the support needs are that are going to help this person be successful. They've gathered all of this information. They've had countless conversations with students about what their likes are and dislikes and where where their hopes and dreams and desires are. And from my perspective, if we found if we were able to find a way to package that knowledge, then we can go and take that information have our voc rehab intake. We might need to fine tune it a little bit. Their their goals might need to be fine tuned a little bit, or maybe we might have to take their their goals to something that's more manageable than their scopes of their abilities and hopes and dreams and desires. Being able to capture the amazing work that they do and this vocational profile that we develop, that's dream work for me. Going back to what I said earlier, and as Ruth just said now, teamwork makes the dream work. Teachers make this amazing bond with students and are working with the students every day and know strategies that work with the students. And it sounds like Ruth utilizes that knowledge from the teachers. And I love that they have such a great relationship that the YTP specialists, the four teachers in the program, they all email Ruth every week. All of them have good communication with Ruth. And with that communication comes employment opportunities. As Leslie reminded us, that might look different for every student. We also learned that we can include all of them in some form. So whether they go through vocational rehab or whether they go through employment path, we're still moving forward with getting them some skills towards employment. In, in my opinion, it would be great to have this team structure in every school in Oregon. To see the level of commitment and engagement and student success that they have within their program is, is phenomenal. This didn't happen overnight. They have been working together for four or five years now and are still working on the process and making sure that services are individualized for each student and they are all working together to meet student goals. It's not easy. It's not easy, but it's needed. The more communication and the more of a foundation that we have in moving these students forward, the more successful employment outcomes we will have in our state. Absolutely. So I'd like to take this time now to thank Ruth Johnson from Eugene Vocational Rehabilitation, Leslie Cooley, who's the YTP Specialist at Westmoreland, Tegan Wynn, Sarah Apker, Cindy Evans, and Aaron Clearly, the teachers at Westmoreland, Justin Radabaugh, the administrator at Westmoreland, and Josh Hartley, the transition team manager at Lane County Developmental Disability Services. Thank you for being on the pod today. And with that, we'll leave you with one more success story from Westmoreland. Here's Sarah Apker. Ruth got her a job at a facility where she works in a kitchen and helps set tables at a uh, facility. So it's not like a restaurant setting. It's... Um, it's a different kind of setting, a living situation. And even through all of this COVID-19 stuff, they're still open. She's still going to work every day. I believe her hours have gotten longer and longer. So when she first started working, her duration was maybe three hours. And now I believe she's working five-hour days, four or five-hour days. And it's just it's great just to see how unsure of herself she was her first program and transitions and just to see her now and she's just this 
amazing adult being a contributor into our community now and she just loves it she has so much confidence and i'm just really happy for her peace out bar people and be well the Oregon Transition Podcast is brought to you by the TTAN, the Transition Technical Assistance Network, with support from Vocational Rehabilitation and Oregon Department of Education. All views and opinions expressed on this podcast belong to the individuals, not necessarily their supporting agency. The Oregon Transition Podcast is produced by Nicole Perdue, Josh Barber, Tony DePeel, and the Podfather himself, Lon Thornburg. With additional interviews provided by members of the TTAN. Our theme music is composed by former transition student Boone Richter out of Brownsville, Oregon. Additional music provided by Lon Thornburg. For questions, comments, or episode ideas, please email us at OregonTransitionPodcast at gmail.com. And for all the latest OTP news, connect with us on Facebook. Peace out, bar people. And be well. The then what for a lot of our students is work. They, they want jobs.